That's right. Good evening. Welcome along. My name is Vinny White. Always a pleasure, never a chore. Today I come live and direct, as I always do, from 9 through till 10 here in the sexy, upbeat studios of the Much Music Building here on Queen with all the usual shenanigans. But no! A man with hair is on the other side of the glass. What is going on here? You're not Elliot, unless you've put a toupee on. Who are you? Patrick O'Neill. I don't like this. I don't like change from the routine. No, I'm very good. I'm very easy to work with, and uh, I'm very relaxed and downbeat, and uh, I'm a really nice guy. So that's good. If you get it wrong, obviously, I'll come in and smash your face in. But other than that, I'm just—I'm a lovely chap. No, it's nice to work with you. Although it is weird, I've worked out of the three or so years that I've been doing this show, this is only the second time that Elliot's not been here, and apparently he's—he's he's, um, in LA doing some. I don't know what he's doing there, actually. What is he doing there? Do you know? I'm not sure, but I just got back from L.A. I'm uh, assuming he's got to be having a vacation or maybe some uh, radio interviews. I'm hoping that this isn't paid for by Bell Media, because if you're going down there, he's going down there, and I haven't had a sniffing invite. You did pay good money to go your own self, did you? Yeah. That's right. Then. What's it like? I've never been. It was fantastic. I wasn't expecting much, but I loved the Pacific Coast Highway. I loved L.A. It was a great town. Hollywood, I guess, really is the actual part of that. Mm -hmm. uh, the hotel we were at was right at the foot of the Hollywood Hills, so it was a great view. It was The weather was perfect, so perfect vacation. I think you're the first person to sum up L.A. without saying fake boobs. And there was a lot of that. A lot mm. of bleach blonde and silicone and... A lot of good-looking uh, girls, and then also a lot of really old people. Beautiful girls, and then the elderly. Yeah, and a lot of those elderly are going out with the beautiful girls. I can't help thinking there might be money involved. Call me cynical. Um, well, delivering radio, much like Botox to the residents of L.A. and the Yorkville ladies of Toronto. Mostly unnecessary, but uh, quite nice if you don't look at it in detail. This is the Vinnie White Show, informing you of the, uh, well, probably most of what happened this week in the news in a tasty audio wrap smothered in uh, news article source. That's how I like to explain it. And if you'd like to phone the show, you can do so on 416-872-1010. You can also text the show on 71010. Coming up tonight, I always sound a bit like Jeremy Clarkson when I do that. It's unintentional. Tonight, on Top Gear, I punch a producer in the face and get fired. I then manage to somehow get an actual pay rise by getting a new show on Amazon Prime, a channel no one's ever heard of. Tonight. Don't know how he did that. But I am quite looking forward to seeing it. A lot of people are down on Top Gear, aren't they? Because it's just a bunch of big boys driving cars and they should grow up. No, that's why it's funny and that's why I really like it. I'm, I'm actually that guy. I still like it. I like cars and I like people that are funny. Um, so we'll have a look back at some of the week's news, uh, including... Did you see the Donald Trump thing last night on SNL? SNL's a bit lame, isn't it? I don't know if it used to be funny before I moved to this country, but I've, we didn't get it in the UK. But I've seen a lot of clips of it in the past, and I'm not sure I've ever seen a good one. So I'm probably on slightly dangerous ground here, because I know it's loved by some people, but I don't particularly like it. Donald Trump was on it last night. Um, yeah, a bit lame. US presidential uh, contender and full-time arrogant prick Donald Trump uh, opening monologue on the TV comedy show. Comedy in inverted commas. Uh, was disrupted by a heckler shouting racist, but it was all planned. 
Because it was Larry David was the heckler that shouted, racist! Um, but uh, the interruption, as I say, was, was planned. So it wasn't really an interruption. And then the press today were all like, oh, there's an interruption. He was heckled. Well, not really. You're just sort of playing along with the whole... I have that clip, clip if you yeah, want. Yeah, let's hear it, yeah. And we're going to have a lot of fun tonight. You're a racist! Who the hell is... I? Oh, yeah, I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> Who is that? Trump's a racist! <laughs> that's, just, that's definitely the highlight, isn't it? <laughs> Thinking about it. That was quite good. It's just to hear him all commuddled and out, out of his stupid cloudy hairdo for a second. Uh, yeah, the interjection was the only sign of the protest inside the studio, but uh, Latino and other anti-racism demonstrators chanted outside the broadcaster's NBC's uh, New York base as the show went out. When he announced his candidacy for the Republican nomination, of course, Mr Trump described Mexican immigrants as rapists and drug smugglers which some people think is racist. Describing Mexican immigrants as rapists and drug smugglers sounds racist to me. But I'm obviously an idiot because Trump has told the media he's not a racist, so he can't be a racist. No-one that's ever racist has ever said I'm not a racist. <laughs> it's pretty much next to saying I've got some black friends. Yeah. I've never met a racist, but I've heard a lot of people say some exactly. awful racist things. It's funny enough, the only racist that I have any respect for, not a great deal, is the very occasional one that you'll see sometimes in documentaries about neo-Nazis in Germany and things, and they'll come on camera and go, yeah, I'm a racist. And you're like, well, that is refreshing. To just own it. Yeah. Good for you. I mean, you're a complete bastard, but in many ways, good for you. <laughs> I love that, just owning it, yeah. You don't see that enough. But Trump doesn't say he's a racist, so he's obviously not a racist. He also enjoyed, he seems to enjoy talking in first person, because when he was defending himself about not being a racist, I remember he said, Latinos love Trump and I love them. As if he's not Trump. I think he does it to disassociate himself with the bigger bully buffoon that he is. But it makes no sense. You wouldn't catch Vinnie White doing that. <laughs> Text show on 71010 if you want to get involved. I'd like your opinion on this. Holiday cups. Yes. Now, you may have heard this. How this has become an outrage, I don't know, but it shows the sensitivity of some people. Some Christians are extremely unhappy about Starbucks new holiday cups. Yep, some people are really angry about the Starbucks New Holiday Cups. Really angry. So what is the issue, exactly? Well, if you don't know this, in previous years, Starbucks' iconic holiday cups, uh, which the chain uses instead of the, you know, fairly boring white cups, in November and December, have, have previously featured wintry or Christmas-themed designs like snowflakes, ornaments and nature themes. Uh, now, this year, they've gone a bit, well, a bit boring, but... Um, yeah, there's, there's no snowflakes. There's no design, actually, really. They look like the red cups used in North American movies about getting drunk and losing your virginity, but with a white top on it. Sort of Red like, solo cups. Is that what they're called? Yes. Yeah. There was always, I live on King West, and there's always a few outside my house on a Sunday morning because people drink in the street, which I believe is illegal, and it shouldn't be because they're going to do it anyway, so why not just enjoy it? Um, the Starbucks president of design, oh, I love that, what a title. Hi, I'm the president of design for Starbucks, uh, has defended the new solid red cup meant to, quote, embrace the simplicity and the quietness of the holiday season. 
Now, this is a huge problem for some people who feel that the plain red cups are oppressing Christians by insulting Christmas. Here is a tweet from a woman in the United Kingdom, actually, Andrea Williams of the UK-based organisation Christian Concern, said this this week. This is a denial of historic reality and the great Christian heritage behind the American dream that has so benefited Starbucks. I mean, what? This also denies the hope of Jesus Christ and his story at this time of year. I assume this woman wants a nativity theme on the Starbucks cup. I'll tell you what, she's going to be really angry when she realises their logo is a fictional sea creature with her legs spread open. That's insult to injury. One evangelical nutter has started a movement with a YouTube video. Um, I'll, I'll describe the scene and then we'll play it. Imagine a man, you know, a sort of American-looking man, yes. Slightly chubby than us. It's nice to be on this side of the border. <clears throat> um, he is standing outside Starbucks. He shot this earlier this week. He's wearing a Jesus T-shirt. Um while he's making this video, and he has a Starbucks in his hand, one of the new red cups, the big ones, which I think they call grandes, because uh, someone in Starbucks is, is convinced that we all live in Italy. Or is, just, is it just a pretentious marketing ploy to irritate all of us when we go in there and say, can I have a big one? Oh, you mean grande? No, I mean a big one! Otherwise, I'd have said grande, wouldn't I? I'm just going to go and get in my grande car and drive somewhere else. Anyway, um, here he is standing outside Starbucks early this week. Jesus T-shirt on, making the video. In his hand is a red Starbucks cup, and this is what he says. Hey guys, what's up? Josh Fairstein here. You know, I think in the age of political correctness, we become so open-minded, our brains have literally fallen out of our head. Do you realize that Starbucks wanted to take I just Christ pause it there. And I'm just going to start again in a minute. Just a quick sub-rant. This is a rant within a rant. There's so much to be upset about in the world that I can't even get to the point that I actually want to make without making another one. When you say our brains have literally fallen out of our heads, can I just point out the word literally means that your brain would literally actually fall out of your head. You can replace the word literally with actually. If it doesn't make sense, then don't say it. You were saying. Hey guys, what's up? Josh Fairstein here. You know, I think in the age of political correctness, we become so open-minded, our brains have literally fallen out of our head. Do you realize that Starbucks wanted to take Christ and Christmas off of their brand new cups? That's why they're just plain red. In fact, do you realize that Starbucks isn't allowed to say Merry Christmas to customers? Well, I decided instead of simply boycotting, well, why don't we just start a movement? So when I went in and I asked for my coffee, they asked for my name, and I told them my name is Merry Christmas. So guess what? Starbucks... I tricked you into putting Merry Christmas on your cup. And I'm challenging all great Americans and Christians around this great nation, go into Starbucks and take your own coffee selfie. And then I challenge you to not only share this video so that the word gets out, but let's start a movement. And let's call it, I don't know, hashtag Merry Christmas Starbucks. And I know that by sharing this video and getting other Christians to do it, well, I guarantee that we can make this go around the world. And Starbucks, guess what? Just to offend you, I made sure to wear my Jesus Christ shirt into your store. And since you hate the Second Amendment, I even carried my gun. Yikes. Anyways, guys, please take a moment. Choose to not be politically correct. Just correct. Share the video. Like, comment below. I want to know your thoughts. God bless. Have a really, really beautiful day. I love that you finished with have a really, really beautiful day. Surely the finish, the ending, the punch, the kicker would be have a really beautiful Merry Christmas. That would be... 
intelligent. And that seems to be the problem. I mean, let's face it. If your way of pranking Starbucks involves buying a cup of their coffee, I'm pretty sure the joke is on you. If you need a coffee chain to be your ambassador of Christ, you need to re-examine your relationship with God. And as for bringing a gun in, what does that mean? What's that got to do with it? That's genuinely psychotic behaviour. Isn't it? It's to just, oh yeah, by the way, my gun, look at that. And he shows the camera that he has a concealed little pistol. Yeah, that's that's exactly what happened. a bizarre situation. I'm so annoyed about Starbucks changing their cup design to red instead of putting a snowflake on it. I'm now going to go in, tell them my name is Merry Christmas, so they can write it on the cup. Hilarious. And I'm going to carry a gun. Now, that video has had, I think, something like a million views, and it is working. A lot of people are doing that. So Starbucks are just going to make quite a lot of money out of it. Personally, I think if you're worried about Starbucks and the colour of their cups... I think the colour of their cups is, is probably the least concerning thing about Starbucks. This is a company whose morals are almost as sickly as their eggnog latte. A drink so disgusting it oozes out of a cup and slides down your throat like a millipede dunked in sugar then rolled in a sweet poo. Here's, here's what you should be annoyed about if you're worried about Starbucks. Don't worry about the colour of their cups. Doesn't really matter. Does not really matter. Starbucks should start paying their corporation taxes in the UK, which they avoided last year and the year before and the year before, and do some crazy things like saying that their coffee comes from Switzerland to put all their money through a tax loop. As you all know, Switzerland, well known for its coffee growing, right? I've always said the Alps are the best place for coffee plantation. The tropical rainforests of the Alps. (laughs) Starbucks should treat their coffee farmers in Costa Rica fairly. They don't. Starbucks, when they use pumpkin, well, you think they'd use pumpkin in their pumpkin spice latte. They don't. They use chemicals. There's no pumpkin, not even a trace of it. In 2013, Starbucks settled a class action lawsuit for $3 million that stemmed from workers saying the company prevented them from taking breaks and that they were owed many breaks from the shifts they'd already taken. More recently, the company has come under fire for not giving employees enough advance notice of their schedules, making it difficult for employees to plan for childcare, school schedules and other employment. So, start treating your staff fairly. Do all this and you can have a picture of a naked Satan on your cup for all I care. And you could put a nice little witting, witty warning on there as well. Warning, hot as hell. You can have that. I have to do everything when we come back, we talk about more stuff like playing bagpipes in space. All the news here on News Talk 1010. You're tuned in to The Vinnie White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Interesting text so far on 71010. Uh, it's real across the range of love for Starbucks. Someone says, I love Starbucks. I go there every day. Someone says, Starbucks coffee reminds me of just how disgusting coffee can be. And someone said, the big one is actually called a venti, Vinny. Is that right? It's a 20 in Italian, and I think it's 20 ounces of coffee is the big one. Right. And venti, I think. I could be wrong. Well, that makes no sense anyway, because in Italy, they don't 
like any intelligent country, they don't measure liquids by weight. No, I don't think in Italy they even do coffee sizes. They pretty much all just have those little espresso things. Exactly, yeah. They smash like 10 of those back and then hit the road. On a moped and then make love. Exactly. And they do it well with style and good shoes. God, I love Italy. Venti. That's the most annoying thing, isn't it? When they when oh you mean venti? Oh shut up! Yeah, they know exactly what people mean. Yeah, I don't like any of the names that I'm forced to say in restaurants. I've always hated saying, "Can I have a Whopper?" Oh yeah, I don't even like Big Mac. It's not a no. I would like the large cheeseburger. There used to be a restaurant in England called Wimpy. I believe it's South African. I might be wrong on that, but um, they're in in South Africa still and. Uh, they used to have a sausage. Basically, it was a hot dog, really. But they called it a bender on a bun. So you're going, you go, hi, I can have a bender on a bun. I don't feel like an idiot saying that. Yeah, it feels terrible. It's like going into uh, IHOP and you want the pancakes with fruit and you have to say tutti frutti. You feel like a child. Yeah. I just want fruit with my pancakes. Yeah. And don't ever tell them it's your birthday because then you're treated like oh, a child. Oh, God. Yeah. In North America, do you say bender for a derogatory name for a homosexual? No, but I was thinking that because I grew up in England when I was very young, and I remember that. But no, no one really uses, we pretty much just have the one. Yeah, okay. Because that, that put a whole new spin on it, didn't it? Uh-uh. Yeah, that makes it even worse. Can I have a derogatory name for a homosexual in a bun, please? Yeah. Weird. You're listening to all the news stories from this week on News Talk 1010 with me, Vinnie White. Oh, I don't think I've ever done a sort of live advert with you, so let's do that and get it out of the way. Hey, Patrick, what are you doing for Christmas? Wouldn't it be great if you could have a gift for your family? I've been searching for a gift idea and I can't come up with anything. Well, what do you think about some low-cost and extremely good quality artwork? I think that'd be the perfect gift for both me and my family. Exactly. And wouldn't it be great if perhaps you'd taken some images, perhaps even with your phone, they don't even have to be high-resolution images, they just need to be not blurry and usually quite good, and you could actually change them into artwork by sending them to a company that then printed them on canvas. Not only is that convenient, but it's also exciting. I can see that you're excited. Well, I'm excited to tell you something, Patrick. The producer, I would like to spontaneously tell you about a company called MrPhotoCanvas.com. What's that? MrPhotoCanvas.com. Did you get that, mate? No. Oh, MrPhotoCanvas.com. <laughs> they do that in ads, don't they? They say it back to ram it into your brain. With a questioning tone. Actually, I had a weird one because I've been doing this ad on this show for quite a while. So I had a really weird one this week. I was serving a customer a quality canvas print, and he left and got in a cab, and that taxi driver said, where did you get that canvas? And, and the guy said, oh, I got it from this guy, Vinny. And he goes, oh, Vinny, he's a comedian on News Talk 1010, right? Wow. Yeah, so the customer phoned me up and said, and I was like, oh, God, is there a problem with your canvas? Because he just left. And he said, are you a comedian? And I said, no, definitely not. I had... I mean, that's extraordinarily flattering that anyone has ever said that, but you are misinformed. I am a talk radio host that has a mild wit and banter about him. And he said, no, apparently the, the taxi driver really likes you, and he said you're really funny. I think you're very funny. I'm not fishing for compliments. Well, you're getting them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you think I'm funny? Anyway, um, so I don't know who that taxi driver is, but he listens every week, so he'll be listening now. So you, Mr. Taxi Driver... 
You're lovely, you are. And uh, next time you pick up a customer, why not pop in and get a print for yourself? I think we've uh, banged on about this long enough, don't you? What, about MrPhotoCanvas.com? <laughs> We're just cruising a very fine line between comedy and getting two and a half thousand complaints. Which is my show every week. Uh, astronaut plays bagpipes on International Space Station. Yes. This is a new one. This week, it emerged that an astronaut played the bagpipes on the ISS. It was a US astronaut. He's played a set of Scottish-made bagpipes up there in space to pay tribute to a colleague who died. I think his name... Uh, forgive me, because I might get the pronunciation wrong on this. It's K-J-E-L-L. Kyle? Is that all right? K-J-E-L-L. What do you think? That's what it says on the page here. Kyle. Kyle Lindgren... Uh, played Amazing Grace on the pipes after recording a message about uh, research scientist Victor Hurst, who was involved in uh, astronaut training, who recently died. And uh, a very lovely thing to do. Uh, he decided to play the bagpipes in space. It's thought to be the first time that the bagpipes have ever been played in space, which is absolutely no surprise to me whatsoever. That's the least surprising sentence anyone's ever said. Uh, but you might be interested to hear how it sounds, so here it is. This was live from the ISS earlier this week. And we're off. You're listening to News Talk 1010 playing you the sweet sounds of the bagpipes from earlier this week as played in space. Yeah, there it is. Thought to be the first time the bagpipes have been played in space this week. Uh, for most of us with ears, the concept of getting all the bagpipes ever made and put them into space sounds wonderful. Uh, more wonderful than the whining groan of an inflatable bladder being squeezed by a ginger-haired Scotsman. A sound uh, very much similar to that of a, a sheep. Uh, a sheep that's uh, recently been involved in a fatal road traffic accident and uh, will take a few hours to die. <clears throat> Quebec Hospital told to remove... English direction sign. Yeah, a Quebec hospital this week was told to remove signs that were written in English. Now, I used to live in Ottawa. I know. I, I know. I still can't believe it. I honestly can't. It was, I, honestly, six years. You can tell I love radio. That's the only reason I was there. As soon as I got fired. Whoosh. Yes, long story. Um, Quebec hospital told to remove English direction sign. A hospital in Quebec has been told to remove English language signs informing people about how to find their way around the facility. This sort of story happened a lot when I was living in Ottawa because we were right next to Quebec and because there was always problems when it comes to the language police as they're dubbed. Now, this particular location was in Quebec. It was in GASP, a health centre in GASP, that's on Quebec's eastern coast, uh, posted signs around the building in both English and French directing people to different departments. 
Now, Quebec's French language office says that using both languages violates the region's law on bilingualism, with the exception of notices relating to health and safety. So, on account of the fact that you will need desperately to get out of a fire, and you will need to read that in English, although I believe the word exit is the same anyway, so it doesn't really matter. No, it's sortie in French. Oh, you're quite right. I'm very sorry. Yeah, I feel very stupid now. Although, having said that, I'm sure a lot of French people would understand the word exit. Yeah, I, I, well, I just got off a plane, exactly. That's the only reason I could think of sortie. Yeah, I feel incredibly foolish. My excuse is I'm English, and despite the fact we're a small uh, sea away from France, our language learning abilities are somewhat of the most arrogant in the world. Trump-esque in their arrogance. Uh, the policy of learning language in, in uh, England is, uh, we're in England, so all you need to do is learn to shout. <laughs> uh, mate, could I have... Uh... Pint, pint of Worthington, please. Thanks, Garcon. Lovely. That's basically what we're taught. Supremely inefficient. Um, now, here, a spokesman for the Office of Languages, all right, Quebec's French language office, says the problem is at least 50% of the local population must be English-speaking in order for English to feature on signs, hence the reason that a lot of signs in Montreal are actually in English. Now, when this is not the case, they're not recognised and have to go according. They have to go according to the law, and that's uh, from the from the Quebec French language office. A man called Jean Pierre Leblanc, or if you want to piss him off, John Peter Leblanc. Um, it means, for example, that notices asking people to wash their hands can stay in both languages, but those showing the way to uh, I don't know, sperm donating rooms will have to be removed, which is awkward. All the English speakers will just have to uh, masturbate in the waiting room behind a plant, I suppose. About 14% of the hospital's patients are English speakers, and uh, most of them are elderly. The local health authority says it will comply with the order, but stresses that English speakers will <laughs> still have access to bilingual staff who will wear yellow badges. So if you are only speaking English and you find yourself in eastern Quebec in a hospital or healthcare centre, you'll need to uh, go up to someone with a little yellow yellow badge on and ask for a translation. Because if there's one thing us English speakers enjoy doing, it's asking a stranger with a yellow badge, where can I go to masturbate? I think we can all agree with that. Uh, the province's language law designed to give uh, French province over English has long proved contentious, of course. Uh, a couple of years ago, I think it was, if I remember rightly, uh, a pastry shop owner in Montreal was told a sign welcoming customers in 35 different languages broke the law. <laughs> yeah, because the French greeting was written in the same size lettering as all the other languages. The actual law says that you can put it in other languages as long as that is 50% the size of the font of the French one. Wow. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? What a bizarre law. It is. I saw of get it, and I don't think a lot of people are going to be on my side on this one. It's very easy for us English speakers to say, well, why are they being so fussy? But they're, they're worried that their language will die out. But... I, yeah, I understand the idea behind that. It's just funny that the law seems to mostly undo signs that are already put up. I, I guess it makes more sense that if someone refuses to put up French signs, you want a law to make them do it. But they have the law, it seems, just to take down signs that are already there, they do. not causing a problem. And it gets even more contentious, because I remember one particular case some years ago when there was an SO on the run gas station. And for everyone that drives, you'll know, of course, on the run is a brand. And it has the little TM 
which, by the way, if you're into copywriting, means totally meaningless. It means nothing, TM. But nonetheless, it's, it's a brand on the run. So when they set up a gas station in Quebec, SO on the run, SO's fine because that's a brand. They thought on the run is a brand, so they did that, told to take it down. Because even though it's a oh, brand, okay. it's still a series of words that are in English, and we can't have that. So you can't have English phrases. No. In fact, oh, wow. I don't even think, in theory at least, you could have ba 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 I'm loving it. Really? Yeah, because it's because it's broken down and even though it's used as a trademark, it's still English. So you'd have to have the French equivalent, which would be I don't know, what's it? Je t'aime. Yeah, I couldn't I can't help you. <laughs> Actually, that's tonight's texting. Can you text in on seven ten ten if you're a francophone and let us know how to say ba da ba 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 I'm loving it in French. First one to do it gets a prize of a croissant. When we come back, highway sign hacked and Britain's worst speeding offender caught this week. All that coming your way. Text us your French translations on 7-10-10. This is the Venny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. I'm worried about how stupid we're becoming. There was an advert in all that with a dramatisation in it, and it said at the end of the advert, this has been a dramatisation. Well, I didn't think it was a live bloody phone call, did I? What are they going to do? They're so, so stupid, aren't we? They're just dumbing down the whole of the world. Pretty soon they'll be like, you're about to watch an advert. Please note that this is an advert. I like burgers. That was an advert for burgers. Yeah, everything needs trigger warnings. Yeah. I gave up when what the first coffee cup got caution hot written on it i just thought that's it for me i was only about 10 and i already knew then i was going to be a cynical bastard for the rest of my life i only know that from the seinfeld episode that there was even a time where they didn't write caution hot how old are you i'm 23 oh yeah that works about right yeah no amazingly life used to be really simple you could you could make your own decisions you could leave the home without a telephone you didn't have to be paranoid about your children being raped by latinos as put into your mind by trump and uh Life was pretty good. Of course, nowadays it's all gone downhill. Actually, I, having said all of that, a little moment of sincerity, I do genuinely believe the world is getting better. It's very easy to think that things are going badly, but I think things are going quite well, really. I agree. Gay people can vote. and uh, That's a big win. That's a big win. Actually, I think they could always vote. I think my point there was that they could... Uh, they have more equal rights. Yes. I think, I think I mixed up two things. I meant to say... Women can vote. Yeah, women, right? And gay people can consensually have sex and with each other him. and yes. marry and so on. But I came out with gay people can vote, which is one thing that's always been true as far as I'm aware. Oh, what a silly little sausage I am sometimes when I get confused with those silly little words. Highway sign hacked. New news. Oh, by the way, sorry, can I just do... Just before we move on to our new um, topic, I asked you what's French for... Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. I'm loving it. It is quite simply Jatem. That's it. There is no it. The it is concealed within the sentence, apparently. French is an interesting language. Yeah. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. Jatem. See, you can't say that, though, cause, because the French has that romantic urgency and beauty. You can't say Jatem about a burger. There's nothing romantic about McDonald's. Exactly. There isn't. It sounds, when you do it in French, it sounds like you want to take that burger and walk along the Seine River 
whilst looking at up at some of the beautiful architecture and whispering sweet nothings into in between its buns and <laughs> and go out and replace that burger with a sausage and i think you will know what i'm saying <laughs> Oh, I do love doing this show. I really do. If you don't like it, please don't listen. And if you do, hang around. I'm here every week. Highway sign hacked. That's what I was going to do next. Highway sign. Nova Scotia has been forced to upgrade security after an important safety message along a highway was hacked. Hacked! You know those LED signs that you get by the side of the highway? Um, well, one in Windsor, Nova Scotia, intended to warn truckers of an alternative route, but was changed to say, well, I think it's best delivered by a serious journalist. This LED sign at exit 5A near Windsor was hacked. The message intended to warn truckers of an alternate route took a detour. It was changed to say, honk if you're horny. I think it's hilarious, but... <laughs> That's uh, something else. Who, who would do that? Whoever it was broke into this orange box and got past the password. So we called the company that sells and services signs like this one and spoke to the manager of traffic services. He says this is not the first message board in the Maritimes to be tampered with. It's a fairly popular prank. Other hack signs warn drivers of zombie attacks and wild gorillas. This message board was fixed by morning, and highway officials spent the day strengthening passwords across the province. Government officials say it's no laughing matter. Fantastic. Absolutely gorgeous. Yes, they hacked the sign to say, uh, honk if you're horny. Apparently, it says at the bottom of this article, a lot of people honked. <laughs> I would. I would. Of course you would. And I bet your man that did the little alteration there was sat behind a bush pissing himself laughing. Absolutely. Yeah, it's got to be a great night out. Uh, so it got me thinking, uh, even though some people didn't think it was hilarious, some people did. Um, I looked into this, and apparently it's not the first time a prank has been conducted. Uh, others have broken into system boxes on these LED signs all across the world, but particularly here in North America. Uh, and here's a collection of some of my favourite ones. Uh, Slow down, zombie attacks bonus uh be alert wild gorillas that was in texas sort of true um slow the f down Bit much. <laughs> <laughs> uh this one i find a bit boring it's not very imaginative this sign has been hacked <laughs> <laughs> that's just uh someone with no creativity but great computer skills that's so true isn't it yeah i'm gonna hack this if it takes all day and i'm going to put a minor witty sign up uh, to warn people that it, it can be done. That's my nerd voice. You're welcome. Um, another one says uh, smoke weed every day, like that. Um, this one's a bit cruel, but it's kind of cool. Hacked it, uh, hacked an LED sign and said, uh, you'll never get to work on time. Ha ha. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Would work very well anywhere in Toronto. Uh, one said, get naked. I think my favourite is Kevin is a douche. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just think of Kevin driving to work the next day thinking, do you know what? Everywhere I go. Do you think Kevin probably works on a road crew that the sign is warning oh, about? So he has to so. drive by that right before he gets to work? Yeah, and he really got a little text uh, saying, Kevin, check the sign. There you go. Uh, and my favorite, um, perhaps 
no Latinos were spotted near the Mexican border. <laughs> I wonder who uh, put that one in. Yeah, if it wasn't Trump himself, it was his people. That's yeah. for sure. Right, I'm getting very annoyed now about this I'm loving it thing. Because I, I'm who's honest? Who the hell do I believe from you people? What's this? I've got... How like, could only be one way of saying, but 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 I'm loving it. I've had 15 different texts now, all saying different things. What's that last one say there? I'm not very good at speaking French or English for that matter. Uh, second one down, Pat. What does that say? J'aime que. J'aime ça. J'aime ça. It's absolutely embarrassing, this, isn't it? Yeah, I'm probably making a fool of myself. We're as both well. out of our depth, mate. If you're French and you are 100% confident how McDonald's says, ba -da, ba -ba -ba, I'm loving it in French, if you're 100%, can you phone us on. Or if there is a French commercial or with the ba ba ba, I'm loving it. Or maybe you could get I will on that. Find it. Yeah, you could get on that. Right. French people and francophones in general. 416-872-1010. If you can 100% definitely do it. I mean, it's not the most worrying thing in the world. But earlier on, we were talking about the colour of Starbucks cups. So I wouldn't worry too much. It's not a very important show. 416-872-1010. Or you can text them if you want. Um, if I was changing an LED sign, I would have made it say, Honk if you love big hooters, says someone. Beautiful. It's nice to get your input on that. Right. Britain's worst speeding offender. Jailed this week. Yeah. Makes me sad when I look back to my homeland and see these idiots. Yes, indeed, there are idiots across the world. Britain's worst speeding offender has been jailed after a video showed him driving at 309 kilometres an hour. I'll say that again. 309 kilometres an hour. If you're listening in the States, that's 192 miles an hour. A man thought to be Britain's worst speeding offender has been jailed after filming himself doing 192 miles an hour on a Northamptonshire road. Sean Davis... 42, of Woodpecker Drive. I hated him before. I hate him even more because he lives on Woodpecker Drive. And that doesn't even make sense. It, it, I, I felt the same way, though. It instinctively just made me dislike him even yeah. more. What's your name? Sean, where'd you live? Woodpecker Drive. Oh, shut up. Such an idiot. Anyway, Sean Davis, 42, of Woodpecker Drive, Northampton, was found guilty at Northampton Crown Court of four counts of dangerous driving on roads. Northamptonshire Police said he posted the videos on YouTube, where you can hear him doing a live commentary of his speeding, and he hit 309 kilometres an hour. Also, and I watched the video, I won't bother playing it because it doesn't work very well on the radio, but he's doing a stupendous speed, which of course is so unbelievably dangerous, it's a wonder that no one got killed. And uh, whilst doing it, he's saying, oh, I'm up to, a, up to 100 up to 120, up to 130, and carries on and on all the way through it. While, in the background, he's got UB40 on the stereo <laughs> with red, red wine. <laughs> if there's one genre of music to make a man drive like an adrenaline rushing 309 kilometres an hour, it's the intense, hard, fat pumping of 1980s reggae. What an obscure, yeah, reggae band. Yeah. Like, and surely listen, for fast driving, you would think maybe some ACDC yeah, or something. Or some stupid hard dubstep or techno. Exactly, yeah. Wah, 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 wah. You know? My God. After hearing the Institute, uh, after hearing this news, uh, the Institute of, of Advanced Motorists described Davis's actions as criminally dangerous. He's in jail now, driving nothing but a mop and a bucket on wheels. Ha! Oh, right. Look, people, I don't trust 
Google Translate when it comes to a slogan that is, I'm loving it. We got someone on the line, actually, that might be able to handle that. Okay, good. We'll put him on in a minute. Someone said here, rather patronizingly, hey, man, it's 2015. Use Google Translate. And oh, that... you think we didn't think of that? Actually, I didn't think of that. But I thought of that. I didn't think of that. I just I, I don't like anyone that mentions the year before the advice, you know? Like, how could we be so stupid in this day and yeah. age? Someone said to me the other day, I said, sorry, I'm a bit like, they went, um, it's 2015, use an Uber. I went, it's 2015, punched them in the face. <laughs> Sorted it. Sorted it. Right. Steve in Toronto, let me put you on here. Steve, can you settle this argument, please? Yes, how you doing? Hello, mate. Not too bad. Uh, so, for those that have just tuned in, it's a pretty stupid question, but one that's been bothering me. I want to know how to say in French perfectly, ba da ba ba ba, I'm loving it. Ba da ba ba ba, c'est tout ce que j'aime. <sighs> See? That didn't even appear on the text! Just so we can get a yardstick of your trustworthiness, can you also say in French, I'd like to go walking on the Seine with you, hand in hand, and put my hand through your hair, you sexy bastard. <laughs> I don't think we have those kind of words in trash, man. <laughs> there you go, perfect. Thank you for calling in. No problem, brother. Have a good evening. See you later.